Welcome to Business Magic with Maggie Gila, making your business feel and work like magic for you and those you want to impact. Turns out you don't need a wand, you need a strategy. How do your beliefs and old stories you have learned about yourself affect your business decisions and your life as an entrepreneur? In this episode, I'm going to share a bit of a story with you, Um, a few stories to give you some context about my upbringing and my childhood experience, um, my school experience especially as well. There is a trigger warning here on suicide. Um, It is a short mention, but I do want to say this upfront. Um, If you're listening to this with your kids near you or for something you're sensitive to, please be aware. Let's dive in. So I grew up in Singapore. Um, I went through the local school system. Um, If you don't know, if you know anything about Singapore, um, it it has a very competitive education system. It's all about rankings and um, what grades you get on different exams and what school you end up going to. That's always really, really important. Even now when I meet someone from, from Singapore, one of the first questions we ask each other is, oh, what school did you go to? So that is a really important thing. And when I finished primary school, so that's around the age of 11 or so, there's a final leaving examination. And based on those grades, you you get to go to a certain secondary school. And that's all sorted by what grades you get as this 11-year-old with this massively stressful examination. My grades there were actually really, really good. So I ended up going to the school of my choice, to Crescent Girls, for any Singaporeans listening, um, that was the school of my choice. I was very excited to go. And I ended up being one of the top, I ended up, ended up having one of the top grades of the entire cohort when I joined that school. At the end of that first year, I went from being one of the top in the class, in the top class, to being literally the last in class. And when I was 14 or so, we started doing higher mathematics the other thing in Singapore is that when you're 15 or so, you have these A-levels, very big exams, like you're starting to prep for them when you're 14, 15, you have them around that age. And I was struggling so much with math. Um, I was doing higher mathematics, A-math, and I remember at one point I would really work my butt off. I was going for like after school extra sessions with my teacher and really trying to pull up my grades. And I went from on one test, I got 25%. So that's out of 100. And on the next test, I got 36% through all my hard work. And that was the point I was like, well, F this. I clearly suck. I am terrible at math. And in Singapore math, like that is just, it's a really, really important thing. Um, how smart you are is really important. And a lot of your worth and your value as a human being is tied up in the grades that you get. It's also a reason Singapore has one of the highest youth suicide rates in the world. My, at the time, 16-year-old neighbor jumped off the 21st floor when she failed two of these exams at the A-levels. And yeah, this is not a fun story. But this is, this is the environment I grew up in. Student suicides were sometimes didn't even make the newspapers because they were not that uncommon. So anyway, I was struggling with math 
And I just built a story like I'm such an embarrassment. Like I really suck at this. I can't believe I'm one of the. And I end up dropping that subject. Um, the teacher recommended I drop that subject so I could, instead of struggling with with it, to you know try and not fail my final exam, to then use that time to get better grades in my other subjects. So I was the one of the only ones to drop that subject. So I thought I must be stupid. Like I must genuinely be stupid. That's that's it. It was only. Six or so years later, when I was in Amsterdam, I was diagnosed with ADD, right? Which then makes a lot of sense that I wasn't able to sit and concentrate for hours on end on something that was so intense and just required different type of learning than I was than than came easy to me. Now, here's the kind of the the lighter part of the story that I'm sorry that that got a bit dark, but this is this is just to give context, and this is also part of life. Um, so when I moved to Amsterdam, one of my first classes was supply chain and logistics management. So when I was 20, I, you know, after 13 years in Singapore, I just thought this is enough. I, I need something else. I feel like I'm I'm suffocating, and I ended up transferring my university to Amsterdam and buying a one way ticket. Don't ask me why Amsterdam. It literally felt like a good idea, and yeah, <laughs> there was no, like no big reason why there, apart from university costs and people could speak English. So I started this um, at this new school, finishing my my business degree, and one of the first classes we did was supply chain and logistics management, and that involved complex fractions. So I was um, after school doing some homework next to the smartest girl in the class, like she was top of the class for every subject, and we were doing this complex fraction. I looked at it, I solved it in probably less than a minute. Like to me, it wasn't complex at all. It was something I had done like when I was maybe. <laughs> 13 or something and then she just looked at me she turned and looked at me like completely shocked I remember it's such a crystal clear memory for me she looked at me completely shocked like you're already done and I was just like yeah like it was it's not difficult it's basic and that was the moment I realized wow maybe I'm not bad at math could it be that I'm not actually bad at math that I don't suck that I'm not stupid and this sounds really harsh, but think about the words you use in your head about yourself, right? And maybe it's not, you know, words I use now. I, when I was that age, maybe I, I wasn't no longer thinking, oh, I must be stupid. But I still had that story I created for myself when I was 14, 15, 16, struggling through this, thinking I just must be stupid. I suck at math. And only it was with this experience I realized, wow, but maybe the standard of math in Singapore was just so high that there, yeah, it was definitely below average. But if you look at a, a, a bigger bigger cohort, a bigger um, subject matter group here, then maybe I'm not that bad. And the thing is that now I'm a business and marketing strategist. So much of what I do is about numbers. Conversion rates, open rates, Facebook ad spend, click-through rates, revenue forecasting. I do so much work with my clients on pricing their offers and things like that and their profitability. Like what can they invest in? What should they invest in? How much can they pay themselves? So much of what I do is involved around analyzing data and looking at numbers, right? And it's so interesting that this this is just something that I, I built in my head. So I want to share this story with you and give you some context because it took me a while, you know, to, to realize that this was a story that was not true, right? 
And a lot of these stories that we tell ourselves come from things that were said to us in our formative years as children, as young teenagers, for example, that we then just believe and we don't even realize how it's holding us back. I have friends who were told that they were terrible writers in school. They were terrible at English. If you, if you have that core belief that you don't even realize it's a belief, you just take that as, as gospel, as fact, pure, pure, pure fact. Do you think you'll be able to write good sales copy for your sales pages, for your email sequences, or even just a Facebook post? No, because you have the core underlying belief of I'm terrible at writing. So um, I thought for a very long time I was socially awkward, right? I, I, people didn't really get me. I didn't really get them. Um, I've had a hard time making friends. I was quite shy. But now looking back, I'm like, yeah, but I was also the only white girl in my entire school of 2000 people. People constantly called me names and, um, you know, various things there like it's it wasn't anything traumatic but you know if you're constantly being singled out or when I'm you know I moved many times in Singapore and then when I was 20 I made this very drastic move my parents got divorced at the same same time and I moved from Singapore to Amsterdam which is culturally the complete opposite and suddenly I was surrounded by very tall loud Dutch people it's it's such a shock to the system it's such a deep shock uh, culturally and in terms of like how you communicate so of course to me it makes sense now that I built that belief of oh I'm socially awkward not because I didn't realize like no it's it, it takes time to understand a new culture a new way of communicating and everything else it was only when I started doing my master's thesis on cross-cultural communication did things start clicking for me. Like, oh, wow, that's why I was struggling when I moved to Amsterdam. Like, that's why things were hard for me in, in different, like in Singapore, for example, and so on. So now you know my life story. <laughs> but I wanted to really give you this context and illustrate and and give you like real raw examples. Like, I'm, I'm half in tears recording this because this is something that's so personal to me. It's su- these are beliefs I held for such a long time. And I want to challenge you to think about what yours are. What are stories that you've heard or people have told you? Like my parents would always say, Maggie's forgetful. Maggie forgets everything. Well, that's partially true. I had undiagnosed ADD and my brain goes haywire, but now everything goes into my calendar. <laughs> so... There's also, you know, forcing yourself to change that story, which is something I've tried to do and I have done fairly successfully with that forgetfulness by realizing, yeah, ADD and like too much information in my brain, therefore it's hard to store information. Therefore, everything that happens, it gets written down. So that's my challenge to you. Think about what stories you have from your childhood, from your school years, from your formative years that are now affecting things that you do your pricing decisions, how you communicate with clients. I've seen a lot of people have this around marketing. They were told that they were bad writers. They were bad at English, bad at writing. And now they're scared of marketing, right? They've told themselves they were socially awkward or, or, you know, weird. And now they don't want to get visible, right? It's all part of that story. So think about what stories have you potentially created for yourself that are just simply not true and then let me know either at hello and maggiegila.com or on instagram at maggiegila i really really can't wait to hear from you because this is such a deep thing that goes so far down 
And as always, if you're looking for help with your business and marketing strategy, then hit me up at magagila.com slash call. And let's have a conversation about how I can help you improve your profitability, pay yourself more and get more visible in front of the right dreamy clients for you. Have a wonderful rest of your day and I'll see you on the next one. Hey, hey, thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe so you never miss new episodes. And if you have a business bestie who needs to hear this message, go share this with them. See you in the next one. Love and magic, Maggie.